0: I don't participate in the national debate anymore because the one thing I've never heard anyone say is I stand corrected. The only minds we have control over changing is our own. The very best we can hope with others is to inspire them. And the most effective way to inspire is with love, authenticity, and by creating an environment where people are willing to listen to what you have to say. If you're tired of all the blame and political gridlock, if you're tired of waiting around hoping politicians will fix our broken financial system, if you're ready to take simple steps to make lasting change, you've come to the right place. Ready to be inspired? This is the Crowd Effect Podcast, and I am your host, Paul Lovejoy, activist investment advisor at Stakeholder Enterprise. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about how the next bank failure will occur. But before I do, I want to tell a quick story. Uh, A few years back, I was uh, pulling out of a parking lot, uh, out of my uh, spot in a parking lot. And when I pull out, uh, I notice that there's this car who is blocking the exit because they're trying to go around another car in the entrance lane. And I look at this person, and I'm thinking, "What are you doing?" And and there's uh, someone trying to get out of a spot, and so everybody is stuck right now, uh, just waiting for someone to get out of a spot to to clear the way for this other car. And this and this uh, person is just uh, stuck blocking the exit. So I, I kind of look at this person like, "What are you doing?" Um, but then I just take a deep breath, and I, I just let. Uh, the situation play out, and so finally when I'm leaving the parking lot, uh, the uh, the person who's a, a woman, she tells me to uh, roll down the window, uh, and I go, okay, um, you know, I, I didn't know what she was going to say. She said to me, did you know that there is another exit on the other way, uh, and it took me by surprise that she wanted to I don't know, dumbass me or or whatever it was. And I responded with, well, did you know you're blocking the uh, exit? And so I just kind of drove off and I was ups- upset about that. I was, I was thinking, you know what? Had I known she was blocking the exit, I would have gone the other way. And so I, I was thinking about what she was saying and, and then it, it kind of uh you know, it made me upset. And then I, I got a little satisfaction because I thought about that what I just thought of, you know, well, if I saw that you were blocking the exit, I would have gone the other way. Then I was like, oh, I wish I wish I said that to her. That would have gotten her. She would have been burned. Uh, And it gave me a little bit of satisfaction when I played that out in my head. But then I thought, well, I didn't think of that. I said what I said. And you know, she said this, and it kind of kept on replaying in my head uh, again and again, this this experience of, and like, I was trying to think of other things I could have said to, you know, really get her, maybe teach her a lesson. And this went on uh, for, for you know, not consistently throughout the day, but throughout the day, I would think of this experience. And every time I did it, it kind of, it hurt uh, that, you know, it hurt that what she said. Um, and it was constantly trying to get revenge in my mind on on how I felt like she was disrespecting me. Um, and it even uh, happened. You know, the the following days, I would think about this, and you know, I I had to I had to get this to stop because you can't I I can't be thinking about this all the time. So I I, I've been practicing uh, forgiveness. And I decided that I was going to uh, forgive her. So when the experience uh, in my head of her rolling down the window and telling me that I did, I know that there was an exit on the other side, instead of trying to get back at her, uh, in my mind, I told her, I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. And uh, this allowed me to, uh, forgive her. Uh, it, 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 it didn't, I, I didn't, I no longer felt this discomfort every time I thought of her. In fact, I didn't think about that situation uh, ever again until I'm, you know, telling this story, uh, right now, uh, forgiveness is, is powerful. And, you know, I, I don't forgive for other people. I, I, I forgive for myself. Now, practicing forgiveness, uh, research overwhelming amount of research shows that it's associated with all kinds of health benefits, uh, like lower uh, blood pressure. Um, what else do we have here? Lower levels of depression and anxiety, um, better immune system functioning, uh, significant reduction of stress, improved relationships, um, Again, we don't we don't forgive. I don't forgive. Uh, it's not for others. I, I'm not forgiving for others. I'm forgiving f- for myself. Um, when I forgive somebody else, it's not because I think they deserve forgiveness, uh, and it's not because I condone their behavior. And I, I'm when I forgive, I, I certainly don't think people shouldn't be held responsible. F- for their actions they should forgiveness has nothing to do with that it it simply is is that i don't deserve to victimize myself again and again and again and again in my own head every time i think about what someone says or does to me like this woman you know i was thinking about what she said to me which i felt like is she wronged me and disrespected me in in a way that i didn't deserve and i and and, and i didn't but i She said that to me once, I replayed it in my head, you know, dozens of times, and I was victimizing myself every time I was thinking uh, about that. And it wasn't until I I forgave myself by asking or forgave her by asking uh, for her to forgive me. And this is a lesson I learned from Don Miguel Ruiz, uh, that we don't forgive for others, but we forgive for ourselves. So, uh moving on to uh how the next uh bank is going to fail. The IMF uh yesterday uh gave out a, a warning uh ab- about this. Uh and it has to do with uh what happened with Credit Suisse Bank. Now, here in the United States, we had Silicon Valley Bank and uh Signature and the one in Boston Boston, I forget its name at the moment. Uh and uh, Europe had Credit Suisse. Uh, that that was their uh, bank that had a lot of trouble, that needed to get bailed out by other banks. Um, and what happened was is that uh, you have these hedge funds, and uh, you know in these hedge funds you have you know in, investors that are uh, really are, are sh- nervous about the state of our economy right now, and so they're they're. Thinking that things will will go down, so a hedge fund, what it's designed to do is to um, uh, make money when the market is good, and make money when the stock market is not in a you know the the bear and the bull market. So when it's a bull or a strong market, you know there there are stocks and investments uh, to make money on that, and when there's a bear uh, market, then there are Investments that will will help. So there's something called shorting a company, and that's essentially betting that uh, a company will do worse. Based on not just betting, but it's it's based on research and trends and things like. That. Same way you would bet on a company to uh, improve and to get better based on its quarterly earnings and and so forth. Anyways, you're you're betting that uh, a, a company will lose, and so these hedge funds. Um, were were picking up on Credit Suisse's decline. They had a number of things that uh, made uh, their account holders uh, withdraw deposits. One of them was that they were found uh, guilty in a money laundering scheme with cocaine dealers. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were pulling their money out. Other reasons as well. And so these hedge funds uh, managers noticed that. And so they, uh, you know, they they take... Uh, a, a short position into Credit Suisse. And you have a bunch of them that do that. And these hedge funds, you know, this is where the super rich park their money. So there's a lot of money going into shorting Credit Suisse. And so uh, again, it it it, it creates uh, an effect where now people are seeing that uh cr- cr- there's a large short position on credit Suisse which makes people even more nervous about keeping uh, leaving their money there and so more uh people uh withdraw money they they take their deposits and and they and so it kind of creates a, a, this snowball effect once you start shorting especially a bank horrible uh results and it, and it led to uh the bank almost collapsing had to get bailed out the Swiss government uh bailed it out as well as uh private banks. So, uh, this this was kind of the what the decline of Credit Suisse. Um, now, the IMF warned that this could happen again. That these hedge fund uh, hedge funds they made a ton of money. Credit Suisse uh, stock price fell seventy five percent in one year. Imagine you uh, you're you're a, you're a hedge fund and you have that position and. You know, seventy five percent in one year—that's a—that's a huge return. So now they're licking their chops and saying, "Oh, where where else can I get, you know get money, uh, make make my investors proud of me?" So uh, the IMF is warning that these hedge fund managers are now going to be looking for the next weakest bank and do that same strategy uh, on them—short uh, a bank and create this snowball effect. Uh, for the bank to decline and to make their investors a a, a ton of money. Um, And anytime uh, a bank fails, especially, well, a publicly traded bank fails, it does cause ripple effects across the entire uh, uh, economy. Um, The IMF warned that uh, having another bank collapse uh, like Credit Suisse would slow down uh global uh economic uh growth uh to to where they're giving predictions where it could be as little as one percent growth which is statistically considered no growth at all you know recession and you know this is very likely I mean the the shorting the stock market um there is some positives with that but there are, there is a lot of. Um, it is associated with uh, increase, you know, making the company's demise happen quicker, or being that straw that breaks the camel's back of the of the company. The shorting uh, a company, so so this is this is a big concern, and it, it could have ripple effects throughout our entire economy. So that's that's our big news story, and it's gonna. Uh, transition well for the financial tip of the day, which is don't invest in the stock market. Um, the stock market is declining. Um, Twenty years ago, there were over eight thousand publicly traded corporations on the stock market. Today, it's it's down to about four thousand, and the reasons for this are uh, a number. Um, you know when when you transition from a private to a public corporation, uh, now you are, uh, there's all these extra regulations that, that happen with that, which makes it more expensive for your company to operate. Uh, also there are, there's, when you're public, there's this pressure to constantly, um, increase your profits every quarter and, uh, other suppliers and vendors know that about publicly traded corporations and they use that as negotiation tactics to get a favorable deal. Uh, and so there's there's these these situations that make a, a publicly traded corporation not very desirable uh, as it used to be. Uh, there's uh, a paper written how the um, the return on the, the stock market is also declining. And uh, a lot of the the wealthy accredited investors are putting less money into the stock market and more money into the private market. So don't invest in the stock market. Uh, instead, become a crowd investor. Uh, crowd investing is the only way uh, the general public, ninety eight percent of U.S. income earners, can invest into this private market. Um, you get. Uh, Solid market returns, um, good returns, and a crowd investing is diversified by nature with such low minimum investment requirements of you know things like ten dollars, hundred dollars, whatever it may be. Um, it's very easy to get diversified in uh, with crowd investing. It's also um, you know you could become a bank as a as a crowd investor. And it allows you to to have predictable, stable sources of income. So tip of the day, uh, stop with the stock market. Besides, when you invest in the stock market, you're investing in corporate bottom line. You're investing in outsourcing. uh, You're investing in uh, U.S. companies manufacturing in places like China, all of which contribute to income inequality. So. So it's, when you're crowd investing, it's important to note that you're not doing that anymore. Uh, and instead, uh, you're engaging in an uh, investment uh, system that is democratic, that, is, that decentralizes wealth, and it decentralizes power uh, by decentralizing wealth. So uh, that's, that's our show for today. My name is Paul Lovejoy. I am a crowd investor, and I see you are one, too. If you'd like to know how to fix our broken financial system ethically, legally, and without confrontation, go to stakeholderenterprise.com.